the Whole Home Podcast. If you've been listening to the past few interviews, I have shared the table with a few ladies I have known for a long time and another lady who I've known for a couple of years. But today I am talking with a sister I only met last year, and I am pleased to welcome Amalia to the podcast. Welcome, Amalia. Thanks. Um, So normally I would say the last name of the person (laughs) that I'm interviewing, (laughs) but I don't know how to say your last name, so help me out. Yes, Harashinka. So everybody thinks it's Harashanka, but it's actually hurrah, like you're happy, hurrah, shin, like on your leg, ka, Harashinka. Okay, everybody, practice, and (laughs) (laughs) next time when you see Molly, you can impress her. So Molly, which a lot of people know you as Molly. Yes. um, We met at a film screening Susan Crump had last spring of Mm -hmm. Even Exile, and I knew only a handful of ladies there, but I didn't know you, and I felt like we connected over the food table, (laughs) if you remember. I have to really psych myself up to talk to people. I don't know, but that did not seem to be something that you have to deal with, right? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm pretty good about trying to um, connect with new people. I don't know. So. Well, you did. You definitely oh, were did like, I? who are you? Or <laughs> I don't know. Whatever you said. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was super blessed by Susan's wide welcome of ladies from all over the church because... I just don't know if you and I would maybe have ever met if Susan hadn't done that. So thank you to Susan. Um, and then later you reached out and invited me to an early morning in-depth study of James last fall. Yeah. So that also included a wide spread of ladies, which was really cool that I don't cross paths with like Brie, Kay, Mel Stebbins, Rachel Miner, um, so many more ladies. Yeah, Nishan, Chick. Yeah. Yeah. And it was early, but it was good. It was really good. And I don't know. What's cool about opportunities like that is because, like, you and Susan initiated a welcome. Now, like, I know faces and voices of, like, people Mm. in my family that I didn't know what they sounded like or what they look like beyond, like, a screen image of them. So, anyway, so thank you for doing that. What made you want to do (laughs) Due to the James study, maybe we'll dive into that later, but. Yeah, I was just really craving to be in the word and Mm -hmm. study the word. And I was doing the to the word Bible plan, which is a very wide sweep. I feel like you read, you know, four to five chapters a day Mm -hmm. um, of various parts of the Bible. Um, But I feel like I was really craving a more in-depth study. Mm -hmm. So I remember going through James in that study and I wrote in my journal that I, w- I said, God, can you help me do an in-depth study of James? Mm-hmm. And then I started looking online um, and I had read the, what was Jen Wilkins book? Um, oh, there's so about many. Uh, women of the word. Okay. Um, I had done that as a book study maybe like four years ago with the Dodsons and the, and it turned out that Jen Wilkin had already put together an in-depth study about James specifically. So I just thought that was really funny. It was really good. It was so good. And um, just such a blessing that she provides that for free too as a resource. That's right. Yeah. yeah. She has a couple other ones as well. Um, That's so funny that you remember meeting me like that because (laughs) that's not how I I feel like I thought of a different one. Really? Yeah. Well, I guess, does this count as meeting? I I don't know. When I was 
when you had asked, like, think of when how we first met, mm-hmm. I actually thought of interacting for the first time on Facebook when oh, you when you had okay. put in um, one of the groups that you like to listen to the to gospel music yeah. from the radio station. Oh my while gosh. You're like I think while you're <laughs> cooking. cooking dinner. <laughs> yeah. And I remember that was such a blessing to me, just even you saying that because I think it was like later that week I was having such a bad attitude oh, one time, like just doing my daily duties and <laughs> I was like, let me put on some worship music no like way. my sister Laura said. And um and I remember you resp- I had replied very briefly and I remember you responded something beautiful and eloquent. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. No, it was. It was. But it was really lovely what you said in response. Uh, I can't even remember what you said. But well, there you go, reaching out again. I well, no, that was <laughs> that was all you. Thank you so much for bl- posting that. Yeah. But I was like, does that count as a really a first meeting? Well, yeah. That well, <laughs> I'm glad you said that because again, it's an example of how like we're all sisters, even if we can't know each other's faces and right. voices all the time but still like because of Jess Ponder's initiative like there's still an avenue for us yes. to connect so yeah. um, if you don't if you're not on the smart homemaking page on Facebook um, ask me or Molly or Jess or grab anyone else and get get your name on it it's a really great way to connect with other ladies in our church family but anyway full disclosure back to the James study it was actually a answer to one of my prayers oh really that you started that so anyway i have been super blessed by you what was your prayer my prayer was actually to study james wow yeah it was that specific so (laughs) it was really i like just jumped right on it i was so excited i almost couldn't even believe it yeah so anyway that's awesome yeah so i want to say a couple ways that i've been blessed by you um, you are a very thoughtful person, I think, and I have appreciated your clear desire to press more deeply into the things of God as I've gotten to know you. Um, it seems like you are not satisfied to stay comfortable where you are, but exhibit an eagerness to grow and be changed by God. And I admire the way that you look not only to God, but to other believers for wisdom and you're eager to serve, which I think is something we should all be desirous of. And I appreciate that when I talk to you, I'm going to have to think about something, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny. But anyway, so thank you for accepting my invitation, yeah, Molly, to talk with me today. Um, and then also you brought somebody with you. Yeah, I don't know if you'll be able to hear his breathing on the podcast, but I'm currently wearing my second baby Costa on my chest right now. He's taking a nap. So hopefully he doesn't stir during a recording. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> are a little loud. to have his little precious breaths on the air. Yeah. Um, okay. So you ready to get this Let's started? How are you feeling real quick? I feel good. <laughs> okay, I, think it's, I think it's good that I feel comfortable with you. So yay. Yeah. All right. Let's get into your background. This is the soil section of our podcast. And first question is always, where did you grow up? I grew up in Fort Wayne, Indiana, actually. I was born in Chicago. And then um, I think when I was five or six, my family moved to Fort Wayne, Indiana. And that's where I grew up until I went to college. So um, I'm the oldest of three girls. um, And uh, yeah, my my middle sister is two years younger than me. And then my other sister is almost eight years younger than me. So So how far 
did you move from Chicago? I don't know what that Indiana. So Chicago Chicago. to Fort Wayne is about five and a half hours. Okay. Um, I had my dad's side of the family. Some of them lived in Chicago. Okay. And then, um, so Fort Wayne was a little bit in the middle of nowhere, especially because my mom's side of the family actually is in Virginia. So that's, that was some of the motivator of why I ended up coming to Virginia for school was because it wasn't completely, you know, even though that's 10 hours from my immediate family, I was two hours from my mom's side of the family. So, um, but yeah, Fort Wayne, Indiana, very different culturally, I feel like the Midwest, but it's fun being in Richmond and Mm -hmm. being from the Midwest because when you meet another Midwesterner, you're, you feel like you have a connection. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. I think of fields or is that inaccurate? That is actually (laughs) accurate. Yes. Yes. Lots of soybean and cornfields. Do you and ever go back there? I guess your family's still there, I'm guessing. So my mom actually ended up moving to Richmond with um, my stepdad uh, okay. soon after my first baby. And then my dad and hi- my stepmom still live there. My youngest sister still lives there. She just finished school. And then oh, my okay. middle yeah, my middle sister is up in Maryland. So she's kind of, you know, closer to me. Um, but even though that is a pretty big distance, um, my family has done a good job of actually, you know, especially having babies. Mm-hmm. They're pretty good about making the trip out here. And um, I'm looking forward to being able to, you know, if they continue to stay in Fort Wayne, maybe we'll do that with the kids one day, yeah. like just road trip out there. So sounds cool. Yeah. So tell me about your parents a little bit. Yeah. Um, so my mom is Cambodian and um, like I said, she lives here um, that my parents got married when they were pretty young Mm -hmm. like she my mom had me when she was 20 and um that proposed all kinds of challenges I feel like for my um upbringing but the nice thing about I feel like Cambodian culture Asian culture Mm -hmm. is it's very family oriented so even though I didn't have like an immediate family kind of supporting us um in Fort Wayne, mm-hmm. um, I feel like my mom still really instilled those family practices. Like I remember growing up, she would always say, "Make sure that you, we have to have dinner together as a family. Yeah. Like no, no TV on while we're having dinner." Um, like I remember playing with my dad. You know, yeah. they they were actually very good parents. My mom and dad read to me every night, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So they were. Um, they're not Christian, um, but I feel like just it's amazing to me how even if you don't grow up Christian, when your parents actually take the initiative to value family yeah. and that like that's in God's will and God blesses that. And I really feel like I had such an amazing childhood because they did such a good job despite all of the challenges that they had being so young and trying to raise three girls. Yeah, my memory, I'm trying, I don't even know if we really did family dinners at the table. It was probably in front of the TV. (laughs) Now that I- Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's probably really valuable. And do you guys do dinner at the table now? Yes. Your family? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And my mom is so hospitable. Like it's just been such a blessing to have her in Richmond. Um, I think she moved two years ago. Okay. Now, almost two years ago. So um, even now she- still is like cooking out way too many dishes oh, for I totally the number want to meet of people. Her. <laughs> yeah. I actually asked her that. We've been trying to uh, build in a rhythm of uh, having dinner with her every, oh, or cool. lunch with her every it. Sunday after church. Okay. And um, I asked her the other day if we could start bringing 
friends, you know, mm-hmm. like because she actually has her neighbor come all the time. And it's just cool because I feel like her door is like such an open door policy. Mm-hmm. Um, she's so gifted in that way. So cool. Really quick. What were your parents jobs? What do they do? My dad was a programmer, computer programmer. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom um, did a lot of different things while we were young. She was really creative okay. um, where she would like I remember when we were young, she worked at the Y so that she could watch us while she, you know, did childcare. Wow. Um, that's so great. that's what I mean. Like she did a good job with what she was given, mm-hmm. and um, but she ended up becoming a massage therapist, which okay. is awesome because, like I said, took advantage of that when I was pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's a flexible schedule too, right? Yes, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Cool. So, how would your parents describe you as a little, as a kid? What would, do you think they would say? They would say probably serious um I remember being just my middle sister Sophie is a huge goofball so I remember them saying that I was like very serious very driven um I feel like my dad always said that I was gonna like maybe every dad says this but he was like you're gonna be president of the United States one day Uh, I don't think every dad says that (laughs) (laughs) but or I remember when I became a teacher he was like you're gonna become an administrator I think he just Mm -hmm. always envisioned me like in leadership positions Mm -hmm. but um did you rule the roost tell your sisters I think I was just the oldest sister yeah I'm like a classic firstborn yeah you know um very I'm not type A, but I feel like compared to my family, yeah. <laughs> I'm really type A. But that's just like a function of being the being first and like being responsible for things. And mm-hmm. yeah. So what about your sisters? Did they did they also think you were going to be president of the <laughs> United States? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they thought. I feel like because my my youngest sister Kiri is like I said, she's almost eight years younger than me. So she was in fifth grade when I left for college. Right. So she, I. I'm pretty sure I'm almost like another mom to her. Yeah. You know, um, but my middle sister and I, we were really close growing up just because we were only we were just under two years apart. So mm-hmm. we really did a lot of life together. Um, and but my but Sophie, my middle sister, loves to remind me of all the times that I bossed her around and yeah. like made her do really tell us a funny story. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I feel like um, she told me one time that um I, like, made her jump off, you know, our bunk bed, like, the top bunk, and mm-hmm. she got hurt, and, you know, she she, <laughs> she said that I, I, like, blamed it on her, you know, the classic sibling, yep. you know, like, I'm trying to think of some, some funny memories, though. Or what about just in general, like, a fond family memory that you have, maybe? I just... Uh, when I think of my childhood, I actually really think of um, us spending the summers at the pool. Oh, Because okay. um, we were members. So I was a swimmer growing up, and okay. um, we were members of an outdoor pool. And I just have so many, like, fond memories of m- my friends and I, like, mm-hmm. you know, just doing outrageous stuff and riding our bikes around the neighborhood. Oh, and then, yeah. Um, but my mom would, like, pack us lunch you know, in the morning, and we would stay there all day wow. long. Wow, so and you I, had freedom. Yeah. Then, okay. Um, and I, that was great because I think my mom said that she loved it because she was studying to be a massage therapist then, and okay. I think she was in school. So she would bring us to the pool, and she would study and get things done, and we would just play. Yeah. Um, but I remember, like, my youngest sister, you know, being in the baby pool, the waiting pool, mm-hmm. and um, just thinking she was the cutest thing ever. And, you know, my middle sister, we used to do – 
I was never a cheerleader, but one of my friends was. And we used to do cheerleading stunts <laughs> outside of the pool on the 15-minute break while yeah. the lifeguards took a break. Um, we so did you all- were entertainment for <laughs> the suburban peeps? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's actually why... You know, when Nadia was born, I was like, we have to get a pool membership. Yeah. So many of my memories were at the summer pool. So sounds fun. Yes. Were you so you were a good swimmer then? Yeah. I. Um, How long or young were you when you learned to swim? I remember, like I said, we were involved with the Y when I was pretty young. Mm-hmm. And my mom asked me if I wanted to be on the swim team. And I told her no. And she put me on it anyway <laughs> when I was six. <laughs> a I, team. That's woo. Like, yeah. Like the, the, well, the why is so great because you can do literally one day a week. Okay. You know, and it's like, you know, swim meets every other weekend. Yeah. But yeah, I'm so glad that she learned to swim as an adult. And then she was like, oh, I'm going to make sure that all my girls know how to swim. So she put me on a swim team and she taught me how to swim and then put me on a swim team. And then um, I ended up loving it. I um, actually ended up becoming a, summer in college okay Um, that's what brought me to the university of richmond i got recruited and um so yeah i was very competitive with it for um my childhood i'm like on the other end of the spectrum i was so timid my mom got so exasperated after taking me to like swim lesson after swim lesson she finally just would throw me in oh my god like every lesson because (laughs) i wouldn't get in and it was just i don't know did you learn how to swim like that then (laughs) kicking and screaming yeah Definitely. Oh, my gosh. I still am not a strong swimmer, but I know how to, at least. So I'm not going to race you, though. Don't ask me. (laughs) Okay, so what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a marine biologist for a little bit. And then I feel like that's a a dream of a lot of were you like junior high? When you dream that? Yeah. yeah elementary sure. school, junior high. <laughs> but it was because I wanted to, like, work with dolphins, you know? It's like, yeah. <laughs> I just love the ocean. Um, I remember when I was really little, I wanted to be an author. Okay. Um, a wow. writer. Which is not super common, I feel like. Yeah, but I loved very cool. books. I was such a bookworm okay. when I was a little girl. So, but I think the author thing was very short-lived. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So that's it. You were like, I'm going to be a marine biologist. This is uh, that was like do. for a few years, and then I think I didn't really know after that. I was like, who knows? I just doing my thing. Yep. Yeah. So w- did you do anything else besides swimming when you were younger? Any other like clubs or activities? Um, I, for middle school, in middle school, I did a brief stint with volleyball. Um, I wish I could say I was, like, musical, but I think I took violin lessons for oh. maybe six months. And then, because my dad was a violin player. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, yeah. So I wanted to be like him, of course. And he used to play when I was young, and I thought that was amazing. Yeah. But um, that was pretty short-lived. And I took piano lessons for a very short period of time, and that was short-lived, too. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like I didn't mind like artsy stuff, but I wasn't particularly good at it. Like I, I enjoyed yeah. it, but I don't think that I was the kind of person where I was like, you know, drawing um, in my sketchbook while the teacher is talking or anything. I mm-hmm. was just kind of. I feel like swimming actually took up a lot of my time, especially because I decided I wanted to do kind of year-round swimming, um, which is a much more. That's a much more of a commitment mm-hmm. when I was in middle school, so I feel like elementary school I was just kind of you know doing normal normal things homework and 
a couple times a week, go to swim practice, mm-hmm. you know. But um, once middle school hit, I feel like I kind of mentally made the decision I want to be a swimmer. And yeah. um, that was a lot more to ask um, of my time. So, What kind of kid were you in school if you were watching like a, a movie of junior high or high school? Mm-hmm. Which character would you be? Uh, Did you have like a little click group or? Yeah. I, I was, were you hugging a book in the corner? <laughs> I was definitely social. I think... I think I heard that I had a couple friends in middle school, and I'm pretty sure that teachers purposely like split us up, okay. you know, in for future classes because <laughs> we just talk nonstop. But um, so I definitely was really social. It's funny. I feel like I was um, able to like uh, I was well known like with the kind of the popular kids. Yeah. Um, And I feel like maybe even in middle school probably would have been considered one. But um, I feel like once the popular crowd, we're really really talking about stereotypes, but once the popular crowd started going to parties and like getting into things Mm -hmm. that, you know, like drinking and all of that, I was not into that. So I feel like I was on the fringe of the popular crowd, not in it, just like, you know, on good terms with people. but I was also very driven mm-hmm. and academic. So I feel like um, I was also friends with a lot of the nerds, you know, because we would do our homework together. So yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think just more academic. I, I think that's m- maybe why some of my family members would say I was really serious, just mm-hmm. because I feel like when I, like, make a decision, I, I want to kind of commit to it. And mm-hmm. so it was like... Once I decided I wanted to be a swimmer, I was going to be a swimmer. Once I decided, you know, school was important, that was, like, very important to me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So you went on to go to college, or did you work first? Did you have jobs during mm-hmm. school? No, I went to school right away. Um, like I said, I was recruited to swim at the University of Richmond. And I liked th- – I chose that because it was both, like, academically – a great school and mm-hmm. because I would be able to have the opportunity to swim um, and so that was in 2010 okay. um, that I came to Richmond and I was young for my grade so I remember 17 years old wow. off to school yep. okay was that because you skipped a grade I actually did you did Which, I did skip a grade. okay I did like hey now uh, <laughs> I I did um, half a year of kindergarten, and then my I already knew how to read like okay. small chapter books, and so they were like, "Let's just put her in a first grade class." Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know why. I'd, I feel like I probably would have been fine if I would have just stayed back, but it's it's yeah. too late now, Amalia. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Can't go back. <laughs> so you didn't work at all. I worked. Um, when I in the summers in college, okay. I guess I did work in in high school too. I, like in the summer times, I would be a lifeguard, like a typical summer. Mm-hmm. And then in college, I worked at Lululemon for one. Um, do you know uh, what that is? I'm trying to think. Athletic no. wear, <laughs> no, in short pump. Oh, oh, fun. it's like a hundred dollars for a pair of leggings. You know, probably yeah. more now, but um, it was very expensive. But that was fun. Um, short little stint. I. Um, would give some lessons in college, okay. like while I was actually in school. It was like on Sundays I would do swim clinics is what they were called. Um, and then the summer after I graduated, 
just because like during when you're I feel like when you're a college athlete that is like I mean it's 20 hours a week that you're training so um and I got a scholarship to go to University of Richmond so I feel like between that and school it was a lot yeah although I did I led young life while I was in college too I don't I still look back and I'm like Oh, I just didn't sleep. I think that's how I was able to do all that. <laughs> so I was just going to ask you, um, was there a significant turning point in your life? Yeah. Um, I became a Christian when I was right before I came to college, actually. Um, so just even thinking about um, my timeline, um, I became a – actually, let me let me actually even rewind even more. Yeah. I actually became a – uh, I became baptized when I was nine. Okay. So I think you had said that right before we started the podcast that you got baptized as a kid and then mm-hmm. there was no fruit. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was how I was. And I actually still count that as my ba- – I count it as yeah. my baptism. God had you. He still yes, had you. I think yeah. so. Um, like I said, my mom was really creative. Um, so she was able to find like – the she wanted to put us in extracurriculars. So she found free programs. And there was a Lutheran church in our area that um, – you know, they they had free drama, free choir, you know, like the okay. church choir. And she wanted us to learn how to we she wanted us to learn public speaking. So she like put in us all the us in all of those things. That's so interesting. Yeah. That a church would offer that. Yeah. Well, it, may, it made me think like, yeah, the churches that do those kinds of outreaches. They also had like a preschool, too. So I went to preschool there. Okay. Um those, when they do those kinds of programs, like for the community, you just don't know what kind of seeds you're going to plant. Yeah. Um, but because I like went to preschool there, I think my mom put me in like VBS there, which, which is so interesting to me. I it should ask is. her that, like why she did all of that. Yeah, what compelled her, yeah. Especially considering she wasn't a Christian. So you started to hear about Jesus, which that was new to you? You hadn't? Yeah, I mean, my family wasn't really, wasn't Christian growing up. Like, I mean, we celebrated Christmas, but it wasn't like we talked about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I feel like through preschool, vacation Bible school, um, we would, in the church drama, you know, department, they would, we would act out skits of the different Bible stories. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I was like definitely well-versed, you know, and I remember when I would perform for the church choir like my, that's when my family would come to church like my they okay. didn't go to church otherwise but like on the weekends that they I would I was performing uh-huh. they would go and um, wow. listen to us sing um, or perform or whatever it was so um, I really think that those seeds were planted early and mm-hmm. then I asked to be baptized when I was nine um, and then didn't really see fruit of that until I was 17. So but your family was like sure go ahead that's yes wow okay yeah um i i remember i got baptized with my younger sister sophie she wanted to do it with me so i think the two of us did it and yeah um when i was 17 um i heard the gospel from a young life leader if you're familiar with that it's a parachurch organization that goes into um, high schools and um there was a young life leader that knew me and a friend that actually went to a different school and we I don't know how this ended up, how this happened, but we were at a dinner with him and my friend Megan and uh, the leader, his name was Chris. Megan and Chris were like just going at it about religion. Okay. And I had nothing to say, but I remember when I was driving home, 
I was like in tears Mm. because I had this like feeling of being lost and like I was like I don't even know what I think about these things Mm -hmm. and I remember when I reached out to him he was um, we actually ended up going to lunch the next day to kind of follow up with like some of the texts that I was sending him like I feel really lost Mm -hmm. and he told me the next day or a couple days later he was like this is God working in your heart and I was like I didn't know he could do that (laughs) I just thought of God as like this kind of invisible being in the sky no personal relationship to me Mm -hmm. Um, so I remember after we had that conversation I read the book of John and I read the book more than a carpenter oh Um, yeah yeah Uh, what is the I know what you're talking about. I don't remember who the author is, but he, yeah, between reading those two books, I kind of made the decision, like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to become like a Christian. And that's, um, so that's kind of when I say I became a Christian, even though I technically say that I was baptized when I was nine. So, yeah. So were you walking alone in that? Um, Good question. I, it was nice that the Young Life organization had some kind of structures in place they had like small group bible study so i remember i was going they called it campaigners okay. so they would go to i would go to a young life female young life leaders house and um meet with some of their girls from high school but it's so funny because i remember with young life like i had friends in high school who went to their clubs they would have like once a week clubs where they would do fun games and sing songs mm-hmm. as a way for you to hang out with your friends and i was like so I feel like I was extroverted, but not like frivolous s- socially, especially because I had such demands on my time. Yeah. So I was like, Young Life Club is a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just, it, which is so funny. Like you realize that at the end of the day, it's not having fun. You mm-hmm. know, it's not this like show. Like for me, it was like I needed to be, I needed the gospel shared with me, you know, yeah. um, him saying like God is working in your heart and, um, and kind of coming to grips with what the Bible has to say or what Jesus had to say. Because I remember I had, like, my big trip up was what makes this religion different than any other religion? Mm-hmm. You know, they all kind of seem the same to me. Yeah. So um, it was, I remember the more than the carpenter um, arguments were impactful mm-hmm. of being like, oh, I actually do have to make a decision about this. Mm-hmm. Of like, do I think that he's crazy or because he said he was God. Yep. So... Um, but yeah, I remember when I be- I became a Christian in the fall, I believe, like right at the beginning of the fall, um, was kind of reading those books through the summertime mm-hmm. and then decided at the, early, at the beginning of fall. And then I um, remember when I would share with people that I became a Christian, I would just weep like wow. every for like weeks and I couldn't even explain it or I didn't know why. Um, wow. Yeah. So and it was perfect timing because actually that following spring after I became a Christian that's when my parents decided to get a divorce and I just think about God's kindness in that all the time like yeah thank you Lord for saving me when you did because that was a really difficult period um and I'm just glad that I got to navigate it with him as a friend mm-hmm. you know um but yeah so I wasn't a Christian for very long before I went to college mm-hmm. and then once I was in college that I feel like that was really difficult, becoming a Christian, having some structures in place for, like, discipleship, I guess. Yeah. And then um, 
and then coming to college and then having to figure out what does this look like, you know, mm-hmm. here in this space. I being on the swim team, that's who I spent all my time with. Mm-hmm. And I lived with the one girl that like identified as a Christian. Okay. She wasn't super she wasn't super active in like pursuing that. Like she would go to church with me, but it wasn't super important for her to like find a church while we were in college. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that so it was really difficult, I think, to like leave my sinful lifestyle mm-hmm. um, after becoming after my initial conversion. I was very zealous at first and shared with friends, you know, of like what I was experiencing, but had a really difficult time breaking up with the boyfriend that I had at the time. Mm-hmm. Really difficult time, like, um, yeah, just figuring out. I just I think that just like a lot of pretty new Christians, I was like, okay, so like I'm a Christian now. You don't drink, you know, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like when you're in college, yeah. Um, but I had a hard time shaking it off, um, and got to the point. I remember I think my sophomore year of college, where I got uh, there was one summer I was just like, God, I don't think I believe in you anymore. So it was really, really it was really hard. Yeah. Um, because you didn't looking back, how would you like interpret? that was it just sort of like I don't want to give this stuff up or I think um it was more like really struggling with sin you know and giving into sin and feeling like I don't have I can't I don't have power over this Mm -hmm. is how I felt you know and that's what's amazing about Christ it's like I mean when I look back on that time when I there was one summer that let me let me rewind there was one summer where I was so tired of like trying to do all the things that a Christian is supposed to do Mm -hmm. that I was just like I'm just gonna do whatever I want Mm -hmm. and um, I think that like kind of throwing my hands up is what and eventually led to me saying God I don't think I believe in you anymore Um, and but when I look back on that moment I'm so thankful for that moment because I'm I know that the Lord is the one who kept me. Because yeah. if it were up to me, I would have left him, yeah. you know? I mean, I did leave him and in, in my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, even kind of mentally was like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. But he kept me. And now I think, I remember talking to a friend who is a Christian and he was like he, from high school. Um, and it was super random. Like, I feel like he... It's not like we kept in touch a lot, but I remember telling him that I was like really struggling with sin. And I'm, I, I'm pretty sure he shared the good news with me where mm-hmm. he was like, Christ is the one who actually has the strength to be able to like help you overcome sin, you yeah. know, but it was really messy. Like I just, um, I feel like it, um, I, when I got married in 2018 is mm-hmm. like when I feel like. I remember hearing God's voice saying, like, you're healed, you know, of, like, specific sins that I was really struggling with. Mm-hmm. So that sounds like a good story, too. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone wants to ask Molly about that, is there just something briefly you want to share about, I guess, meeting your husband? It's probably yeah. significant. Um, that was a cool story because um, we met through a mutual friend and at the gym actually okay <laughs> i met him briefly at the you, gym you did a push-up challenge yeah what? right <laughs> no he he um he just, oh no it's okay <laughs> hey buddy all right so what was the question you asked so we were talking about meeting your husband oh yes okay um yeah we met through a mutual friend at the gym and 
later my friend our friend was like I really think you two would like each other so um mostly because our friend was not a Christian but he knew that I was single and um had gone on a date that didn't go well because I was like he's not really a Christian (laughs) yeah um he was like Donick is actually he's he's a Christian I was like okay you know that doesn't mean much Mm -hmm. but he was like no he like goes to church every Sunday which for a 20 something year old guy I feel like that is pretty significant it definitely is wow you just don't meet a lot of 20 somethings that go to church so um so I was like okay um I'm down for a date and he was supposed to make it happen he never did but then we ended up like adding each other on social media and Mm -hmm. Donick's so funny. He's like very frank man. And he didn't even message me like, hey, how are you? Oh. He just immediately messaged me and said, hey, do you want to go to lunch tomorrow? That's that's all he said. Wow. I was like, oh, yes. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. But it was um, – and that was a fun date. And But at the end of it – Do you remember where you went? Yeah, we went to the Pit and the Peel. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. In Carytown. Mm-hmm. And it was just a lunch date. I think I paid for myself. Like, it was, like, very yeah. low pressure. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think at the end of it, it had been about maybe three, four months since I had met him, and our friend was talking us up to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of it, we both realized that we were praying about each other mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I thought he was cute, and um, Ben had said such good things about him. So I was like, well, I really want to – I remember I started praying that I would um, date – I would have the opportunity to date a man like Donick. Okay. You know, I didn't know that God was going to yeah. answer my prayer to actually have me date Donick. Yeah. So, um, Sweet. Yeah. So after that was history. So. Yeah. So this is a big sweeping question. What are some like regrets <laughs> you have when you look back? Mm, I wish that. I don't know. It's funny when you say regrets because there are just a lot of things that. I wish that I would have been more bold about mm. the good news of Jesus mm-hmm. with, like, becoming a Christian. And like I said, I was zealous at first, but um, I think I was la- – maybe this is just being a new Christian. I think I was lacking in clarity mm-hmm. about what what Christ really does, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I think – uh, maybe wish I would have um, been more bold to share Jesus with clarity um, to friends that watched me become a Christian. And yeah. I think especially with my family, my, I feel like my, especially my mom, like had a really hard time with that decision. Oh, okay. Um, she, yeah, she really struggled with um, that decision and didn't understand it. But I feel like I wasn't very gracious about it mm-hmm. um, what does she think now i think she's kind of new i don't know <laughs> i don't um she's pretty like kind of lets me do my thing mm-hmm. um but she's not really yeah um she's come to church with us and um but she's like respectful of it now is what i would say yeah um her story is still being written. That's right. Yeah. All of us. Yep. Um, so I would say that. Uh, and I think especially, like, I think I would also say that would maybe extend to even, like, friends, teammates in college as well. Um, just, like, 
being able to share Christ with them yeah. and not think that I can like have one foot in that lifestyle and one foot in my Christian lifestyle. Wish yeah. I would have just been a Christian. Yeah. You know, I definitely think about that sometimes. I'm like, why did I care so much? I don't even know if that's the right, right way to phrase it, like mm. that I cared so much, but I just wish I hadn't understood like the freedom better than yeah. I had in Jesus. That's a great way to say it. Yeah, the freedom to be able to, yeah, to share the good news about Jesus with people that we love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and just be, recognize our security in him. Mm. So looking back, is there something that you appreciate now that you maybe didn't have eyes to see? Um, I remember in school, in college, I um, when I was really struggling to navigate what it looks like to be a Christian. Um, I reached out to a pastor in the area and said, do you have like a mentor for me or something? Yeah. To help me through <laughs> Anything. This? Anything. And he met with me and he said, I think you need to go to a church. Mm. <laughs> um, so I remember feeling a lot of bitterness towards God that I was on this college swim team but like there weren't other Christians to share that with me, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, but now I think I appreciate what he was doing because if I had a Christian on my team, I think I would have been very happy to have something with that person mm-hmm. or with those people um, that we created and not actually be like, oh, in order to spiritually survive, I have to like join a like local church. Yeah. So I think I appreciate it now because I don't think that I would have um, clung to the church body the way that yeah. I did um, if he had given me Christians. Yeah. Yeah. I relate to that story for sure. Ryan and I, um, so much of our significant growth only happened within the context of being rooted in a church so is there anything else you want to share before we close out this portion (laughs) I do want to say that I became I came to remnant when in 2018 January 2018 when I got engaged to soon after I got engaged to Donick okay and left like a lot of significant relationships at my other church um and was really sad too, but I was like, oh, this is actually my first act of submission to mm-hmm. my husband. <laughs> it's like, be willing to give up this, to follow him in this. Because mm-hmm. um, we had a conversation and he told me, yeah, I feel like God is, which I said, which church are we going to go to? And he said, well, I feel more and more called to my church. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh. <laughs> but that was cool to see his leadership, even in that respect. Um, yeah. And he was not trying to sugarcoat it for me make it easier mm-hmm. um but I have to say that um even though I was I really struggled with it at first um I feel like the people at Remnant were so um it took a little bit to obviously like have you know develop friendships but it's funny that I felt like I had no community at the beginning of that and I was like mm-hmm. felt very like I was you know kind of wailing in the water a little bit um but now I feel like I'm at the point where I'm like I have so much community I and so many (laughs) friendships I'm like I can't even keep up with them it's like it 
feels like God has really blessed, um, you know, the fishes and loaves, you know, offering. I feel like I had yeah. um, of like, okay, I'm going to be in this space. And I have to say that it's like because the people at Remnant have done such a good job of welcoming us, welcoming me, especially because mm-hmm. f- it felt awkward to like he had this like history at Remnant. And yeah. I was like the new person, mm-hmm. you know, like it's not like we were coming in together. Um, and like specifically, I can remember Mary and Rimmer, like the Rimmers, like doing such a good job of even though we weren't in their community group, like mm-hmm. inviting us over. Um, I remember like I just feel like the 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 loves, um, Ricky and Audrey love um, the Walshes who were our community group leaders at the time. They did such a good job of like being hospitable I think to me in that space so just want to say that encourage the people who are um, reaching out to new people Mm -hmm. at Remnant that um, it makes such a difference you know so praise God yeah well if you don't mind um, Molly closing out this episode with I know it's so hard to pick one but pick one lady (laughs) that you would like to honor on the podcast today just for her godly virtue or influence in your life and would you pray for her yes the woman i'm going to pick is Allie walsh and um so she's uh she and her husband pete lead our community group and i feel like i've seen such significant growth in her in the past couple of years um mostly uh she's extremely gifted in hospitality like she's Mm -hmm. really good at throwing parties for people but she's very quiet, so you would never oh, okay. know, you know, you would never know that she has this, like, super hospitable, gentle spirit um, until you really get to know her. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but I feel like she has exercised that gift um, more and more in the past years. And now I feel like we have um, this feeling in our group of family. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because of the home that she creates. Um but I also feel like it's because, like, even that spirit of fellowship, mm-hmm. like, even when you're – and I know that's a lot for her, you know, being um, more on the quiet side. I think that it's, like, pretty amazing that um, she has grown in her um, hospitality for f- fellowship as well. Yeah. And um, and I was having a conversation with her recently where she really didn't want to homeschool her kids mm-hmm. and um, – but she's following her husband's leadership in that. And um, I just appreciate her active submission in that. Um, and that she she told me the other day that she really wants to um, pray that she would be excited to um, in the fall. So it's like amazing to yeah. me that she this is not what's natural, but she's like, this is the decision we're making. And she wants, she's like asking God for her attitude to follow that. I think that's so beautiful. So um, just feel really thankful for her example in submitting to her husband in that, um, especially for me, because I struggle with that. Yeah. <laughs> Donic will tell you. <laughs> I won't ask. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, she. Uh, I'm just thankful for her friendship, especially. So well, let's pray. Or, yeah. Yeah. God, thank you so much for Allie and um, what she does to create a sense of family for me specifically week after week but also for others i pray that you would bless her efforts to make her home um make her house a home for people to come and enjoy and i pray that you bless her efforts to um educate 
miles in the fall with um, just loving authority and excitement um, and creativity. Um, Pray that she would see the fruit of those decisions and that most of all that she would love you more because of it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Whole Home Podcast, a podcast that displays the unity of sisters in a local church and the way God so wonderfully gives us to each other in our uniqueness and in our sameness for His glory. The stories we share weave together as one grand testimony to the work of Christ and His faithful presence in the garden of our lives. Remember, the Master Gardener is always at work, so let's yield to Him and grow where we're planted.